Hello, I'm Hannah. And I'm Marie Claire. Welcome to Young and Struggling, the podcast by two 20 somethings who don't have a clue. Each week, we'll be discussing everything from navigating careers, relationships, social issues, and the challenges we face as young women. So buckle up and please keep your hands inside the cart at all times. Okay, it's on. Right. Hello, MC. Welcome back to the podcast. Yes, welcome back for episode three. Yeah. And do you think we'll say that like every single episode? Like, welcome back. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Episode three. Yeah. Um, well, how was your week, MC? Yeah. So we haven't recorded for uh, just over a week now. And it's yeah. actually felt like it's we've had like a long time off. Yes. We were like nervous before turning it on. Yeah. And I actually really missed recording last week. I said this to Hannah. I was like, I missed our little... I know. Record. Chit-chat. Um, life just gets in the way, you know, sometimes. Yeah. It gets busy. It but um, this week... Yeah, to be fair, my whole kind of, like, weekend was consumed by the whole... This is probably going to be out-of-date news by the time this goes out, but, like, the whole Gary Lineker yeah. match of the day, getting involved in the government's business situ. I couldn't keep off Twitter. I don't know a lot about that. Okay. Well, once we finish this... Mm. I'll show you the tweets. Okay. I actually don't have a Twitter. Should I get a Twitter? Oh, Twitter is... If you curate your... Um, I was going to call it a For You page, but that's not what Twitter is. If you curate your, like... <laughs> TikTok and following <laughs> page, some yeah. of the memes and stuff on there are so good. What about the whole Elon Musk thing? Are we still hating... Because tw- there was, like, a hatred on Twitter because Elon Musk bought it. Yes. We did hate it for a bit, and I thought that everyone was going to boycott it, and I was like, oh my god, no, Twitter. Yeah. Because I've been on Twitter since literally about 2012. Well, yeah, it's iconic, and not for Elon... You know, Elon Musk bought it only recently. You know, it had a life before. Yeah, but to be honest, I haven't really seen many changes. There's still the same, like, good crack on there, so... Mm. Okay. But yeah, that's kind of... get one. ...consumed my weekend. How about you, Hannah? Yes, good. What did I get up? I didn't get up too much... Just doing uni work and working. Just a shout out to my work. They're all very supportive of the podcast. Aww. Already got some downloads. That's yeah. so nice. Shout out Elliot, number one fan. <laughs> Did he but know yeah. used to say that? <laughs> he paid me money to say yeah. that. Good, good, good. Um, no, but it's really, yeah, just a good week. Normal week. Nice. Didn't get out too much. Missed mm-hmm. you on the weekend, but yeah. And whilst we're on that, yeah. we should probably say hello to our... Uh, Belgian listeners. Yeah! Belgium is our second most listened to country. Which is great. Yeah. But not what I would have expected. Shout out to you, Belgium. Like, thank you. Yeah, hello. If you if you live in Belgium, hi. Yeah. <laughs> so, Hannah. Right, what are we, we talking about? into this? So, yes. I suppose this kind of feeds into the, my whole interest in the Gary Lineker situation because I really like to read. Yes. Yeah. No, okay. MC is very uh, studious. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna say that with more like virality yeah. in my. It's cool. Tone. I, li- I think I it's like cool. to read. I hate reading. So, <laughs> and a couple of weeks ago, I came across an article which I immediately sent to Hannah, and I was like, Hannah, this is wild. Yes. So I came across an article from a publication that I'd not heard of before, called The Cut. Yeah. I think they're an American-based. Have you heard of The Cut before? As an American? Yes, I have oh, heard okay. of it before. Okay. Yeah. Is it, what's kind of this, the situ with it? Is it quite big or? No, I don't think it's big. I think it's one of those like small journalist okay. websites. Okay. So this article must have gone very viral then. So. Yes, I think so. Because yeah, it's not something, it's definitely something that I've like glazed over the name of, you know, it hasn't been. Sure. So I came across this article and it 
honestly, it's wild. Like, I will go into some of the things that it, it talks about, but essentially, um, it actually like rung some alarm bells for me in terms of like where we're going as a society and perhaps like where culture is going. Yeah. Because I feel like over the last, I don't know, couple of years, we've gone through quite a movement of like fashion that's been quite like a 90s renaissance. But I also think other parts of 90s culture are like coming Toxic parts. back in. Yes. So this article addresses a craze that is covering America at the moment where people are using a diabetes drug called Ozempic to essentially lose weight incredibly quickly. So mm. shall I just read a little? Yeah, read a segment. Okay. Is it mostly stars, isn't it? Isn't it mostly people who are famous? Mostly people who can afford the drug. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it really feeds into that whole, like, diet coke and a Caesar salad thing, you know? Yeah. That really, like, toxic thing. So, okay, I'll just read, like, a little bit. Okay. Um, Alison is an actress. When we meet up for coffee, she has an almond milk cortado in Midtown. Something's different about her, but I'm not sure what. She looks like an Instagram version of herself, but in real life. It turns out she's down about £10 and happy about it. Somebody once told me I had a size zero personality and they assumed that I was thinner than I was, she tells me. We don't talk about it, but everybody knows it. Thin is power. Alarm bells already. Yeah, I know. So, Alison isn't alone in seeming to be suddenly unaccountably slimmer of late. She admitted to me, with the provision that I not use her real name, the reason, one that is increasingly common, if still not quite openly discussed. For the past month, she's been jabbing herself every week with Ozempic. Every week? Every week! The heavily advertised diabetes miracle drug, which works by mimicking a naturally occurring hormone to manage hunger and slow stomach emptying. So I read those first three paragraphs and I was like, what is going on in the House of Commons? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, and I, I would recommend reading the article because it's really interesting. Yeah. But What's I... the article called? It is called Life After Food? A diabetes drug has become an off-label appetite suppressant, changing the definition of being thin and what it takes to get there. Right. Is this a new thing or have people been using it for a while? Um, I think it's a new thing. It's not something I'd been aware of at all. Yeah. And like, there are so many things that are wrong with this. Yeah. The, the culture of kind of like justifying that this is okay. Yeah. Number one. Number two, the fact that people are able to get their hands on yeah, how what are in my getting... mind should be like a prescription yeah. drug. A diabetes medication yeah, should definitely be a prescription. How are they getting their hands on it? They pay for it. So just some do- some like doctors accept the bribe and, you know, give them the meds? I don't even think it's a bribe. Like, I think, actually, you're probably the expert more than I am, but I assume that American... If you go to the doctors, perhaps it's like a slightly different thing. Like in the UK, mm. they'll only give you a prescription of something that you need for like a medical issue. But yeah, maybe medicine is like different and you can just pay the money and buy what you want. I mean, I assume very powerful people can do that anyway. Yeah. Um, but I, my experience with medicine in America is that you get what you need. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think they would ever prescribe things that you don't need but again yeah money you know who knows yeah famous people wealthy people yeah for sure i'm sure they can get you know around that 
Um, so I just thought that added like a bit of like context and colour into this whole discussion around like, are we are we really going back to that period of time? Yeah, heroin chic. Heroin chic. That's so yeah. true. Which is such a like, who would want to have heroin chic? Do you know what I mean? It <laughs> sounds gross. Why is it so kind of glamorized? I know. And glorified. Yeah. Because it harks back to that like classic thing of kind of like was it Kate Moss who was like nothing tastes as good as skinny feels yes yes it was that is so beyond toxic it's very scary to me it is very scary and I think people might think that this is maybe an issue that only affects women or you know people who identify as female yeah I actually don't believe that to be true because if you think about body image right now and the way that like the whole like gym craze that's happening at the moment yes oh my god yes everybody i know is running to the gym yeah like most days of the week yeah and i would include myself in being a bit of a gym goer yeah not to an excessive extent but like during january i every time i went i was coming home but like oh my god it's so busy like yeah can everyone get out of this gym and i thought it was I basically thought it was just like a January thing because yeah. that, that does happen. Yeah. But I haven't really seen numbers decreasing. No. Since then. And we're like three months on at this point. Yeah. Um, And I do think it's because we have like an obsession with body image and the way you look. Right now. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Um. I don't like how we're going backwards. Yeah. Why are we going backwards? We, we a few years ago, were at a really good point, I feel like, with body positivity. And now that retro fashion has come back in, it's like all that toxicity comes with it. And I just don't understand why, you know, why we're letting that come back. I have a theory about 90s fashion that's literally just come to my mind. So, you know, like quite a lot of 90s fashion is low-waisted stuff. Yes. And it's quite... It is quite, I don't want to say skimpy, but it, it's quite skin tight. Yeah. The, the general fashion. And I suppose maybe subconsciously that then breeds into like a pattern of wanting to be slimmer to wear low-waisted Oh, yeah. Things? Yes. I have caught myself like wishing that I had the body type to wear certain things. Low waist has never been something though that I've liked. But you, like, you 100% I have... could wear it. Uh-oh. No, but do you... <laughs> this is the <laughs> whole the problem! Point. Yeah, this is the problem. This is yeah. the problem. I just don't think... But also, I just don't like how it looks on anyone. I just feel like low-waisted is just not a vibe. But Okay, bold statement. It is Love a bold it. statement. You do you. But I've just never been into them. It's mm. like skinny jeans. Oh, God. I was into them in the day because they were in. But yeah. I would never put on a pair of skinny jeans. And I know I could find one in my size, and you know... Mm. make it work but yeah but you and I love being into like fashion trends don't we yeah we do so I think that's like a problem that we have yeah because I equally would not be seen dead in a pair of skinny jeans now but like five years ago yeah I did wear skinny jeans <laughs> yeah <laughs> no but the thing with the low waist is it's really in all the youngsters are wa- are wearing them <laughs> and you know we want to be like you know in with the fashion which I would say we generally yeah. are yeah and that is just something I would never wear ever I would never feel comfortable in it mm. Yeah. But do you think that's because of this this culture that we're, like... Yeah. I think those those pants are made for 
people with that kind of body type. Interesting. In mind. Mm. Kind of plus size acceptance. Yeah. Because, like, I would say the majority of places... Like, if you go into Zara... Yeah. There is nothing in, in there that is above probably a 14. Really? Or a, maybe a 16. Okay. I never go into Zara, but you love Zara. I do like Zara. Yeah, but that is so bad. When Nothing I'm above a 16. About, like, I don't really ever see large sizes yeah. on the tables or anything. And maybe it is also because manufacturers aren't actually making the garments in the larger sizes. So if it's not accessible to your body type, mm. do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's how, how do we get out of this cycle? Yeah. Gosh, room? it would be great if some company made a line of, like, low-waisted pants or something directed only towards, like, plus women, plus yeah. size women. Wouldn't that be such a cool campaign? Yeah. Like, and it would be so out of the... Because just right now, all I'm seeing is, like, fashion from the 90s, but on these tiny, tiny bodies. You tiny, know? yeah. There needs to be that kind of breakthrough. I think that would be incredible. And what I did think was happening, like, whilst I don't think the Kardashians necessarily promote a healthy lifestyle generally mm. i thought we were moving more towards a i don't know acceptance of like curvaceous figures or just like come you know come as you are yes but even the kardashians as we've seen recently have you seen like kim in her marilyn monroe dress yes oh my god yeah she had to lose so much weight for, to fit into it and she was already tiny I think, I don't know if it mentions it in this article or if I read it somewhere else, but that there was a rumour that she used this drug to drop loads of weight. I read that too. I think that was in that article. Yeah. Mm. So, like, how, if the Kardashians, who probably arguably have, like, worldwide influence. Yeah. um, On young, impressionable people. Yeah. If they are now, like, feeding into this narrative. Mm. Oh, I just, I just think it's... It's worrying. It is. It's scary. I mean, not that we would ever have, like... Ac- I feel like that's not an accessible drug, but it kind of gives the idea that if you can take a quick fix, you should. I might be wrong here, but I thought I saw a BBC article about it being used on the NHS. Really? Yeah. That surprises um, me. I... Or it's like not the not the exact Ozempic, but it's kind of like the derivative drug of over it. here. Yeah, but the, also the side effects of this drug are insane. They're intense, aren't they? Yeah, it's like extreme nausea. There's all sorts of like vomiting, mm. terrible side effects because obviously it's it's designed for people who are diabetic and who need it. Yeah, so surely it also damages your body in that way if you're taking this medication that's supposed to what like lower increase your blood pressure or something what is that diabetes, <laughs> <need less> diabetes? <laughs> no right? blood sugar yeah it increases or lowers your blood sugar yeah so so it's an appetite suppressant essentially what it does is it doesn't make you as hungry so people are surviving off of one meal a day right and is that all it does though or does it you know do more in the body yeah well i think the side effects cause the damage and then it's an appetite suppressant so I mean, that's still not healthy to be eating one meal a day. Mm. But but people are doing this and seeing this as kind of like, I don't know, idealised? Yeah. That's so bad. <laughs> it's scary. It's so scary. As you were saying last time on the last episode, though, like, I'm so glad I'm not, like, young right now. 
growing well, we up we are right young. Now. We are young. But I mean, like, at an even more impressionable age. Because I feel like at right now, like, we can call the bullshit. Whereas, like, I think a 14-year-old or something might be a bit more impressionable on these For kinds sure. of things. <laughs> Sorry, I just yeah. kicked your foot. Plain footsie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just... I think you and I are very aware, mm-hmm. generally, of things. But I wouldn't like to say that I, I wasn't impressionable at all about anything because even for example like like we just said we are we like to kind of like keep up with trends and stuff yeah that is being extremely impressionable yeah giving into the although i do not i don't really play into the trends that focus on body type too much Mm. i think we're very creative people and we like getting involved with like what's in for the clothing and not particularly for how it looks on the body or you know that type of thing yeah i would agree with that yeah i don't really use fashion as like a yeah i use it as like a i like this like yeah like an outlet yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) that makes any sense (laughs) this garment (laughs) yeah and i like to like experiment with how things look yeah and like color and you know a hundred percent it's that's more that's why it's fun yeah and this kind of takes the fun out of it yes Mm. i do agree (laughs) Um, so we were talking earlier about our youthful selves and I was talking about to MC, I was talking to MC cause we were discussing how MC is vegetarian currently. I am not, but recently I've been eating a lot of vegetarian foods and I've been loving it. Um, and MC reminded me of when I was, how I was vegan. So I used to be, I was vegan for about six years, which is a bloody long time. It's a really long time. And I, it's because I started Young. I started when I was, like, 14. Um, and it took a lot of convincing to my parents to even let me do it. But they eventually let me do it. Um, the main drive for being vegan was animals. Because at the time, I really loved animals. But then I got caught up in... You do in... still love animals. Yeah. I love animals. <laughs> but I mean in a veterinarian way. Sure, sure, sure. Um, and if for those of you who don't know, I used to go to university to be a vet nurse. That time has passed. I'm something else now. <laughs> Different um, career path now. Yes. But once I got into the world of veganism, at that time, I don't know if anybody else was like on YouTube a lot at that time and was looking into this, but YouTube vegan people were huge. And there were a lot of different vegan people that I used to watch. I didn't see any of this. Really? I definitely watched YouTube when I was, like, 14, 15. Yeah. I was, yeah, I, I was not in that world. For some reason, I was into, like, veganism on YouTube. And it was, like, Fully Raw Christina, Nina and Randa, Stella Ray, all of these... Oh, my God, and Freely the Banana. I don't know any of these oh, names. Okay, okay. These are all, like... But I'm sure people will. Well, they all kind of approached it, uh, veganism, quite extremely. Sure. Um, or at least for like a fourteen-year-old at the I time. I mean, raw vegan—that is. Yeah, extremely... raw, raw Christina. I used to love her videos. She's such a. She seems like such a nice woman. But yeah, her lifestyle is eating fully raw, vegetables. And raw veganism means you you don't cook. No. Uh, no. You don't cook any of your no. food. So, yeah, she had a lot of fun recipes though. She made it fun, but. Along with these fun videos were explaining videos about why veganism was so important and why it was the most healthy thing you could do for your body and why you could achieve your dream body size from being vegan. And I think that was another real drive at the time to continue being vegan. I think if that world didn't 
um, affect me as much, I probably wouldn't have been vegan for as long because it came with motivation. And that was like such a, you know, I tried to be fully raw one day. Did you? Yeah, I tried it and I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> no, that sounds so unsustainable to it's me. It's so, un- yeah. I mean, she has been fully raw for like 20 years or whatever, but it's just not, you know, for a young girl, I was just listening to these people talking like, you know, I don't know, maybe off of their own experiences, but like really preaching these way of these ways of life and I was just like eating it up and I was like, okay, well No pun intended. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and Nina and Randa, they ate um high carb, low fat, so they didn't go near any fats. And it was all carbs, potatoes, and they just had really specific diets. And I was like I was eating it up and I was, you know, really trying hard to follow these diets. You know, not you know, I could have just been normal vegan. Not to like not that it did anything better necessarily for anyone but you know so that I could lose weight and like look better and be healthier whatever that means but I bet because if I think about like 14 year old me Mm. I could have like watched a video of an adult because they would have been an adult in my eyes at that point but they were probably in their I don't know probably 20s yeah yeah, 20s and whatever they would have said I'd be like oh well that's a fact yeah like I didn't have any bone in my body that questioned oh yeah because they would Anything, also, like, really. tend to, like, back it up with, like, information from some random article from some random yeah, website. Yeah. And I'd be like, well, that's proof that yeah. it must be true. I also believe them when some one of them said that eggs are really bad for you and you should not eat eggs ever. And I love eggs and I eat them, like, literally most days. But when I found out about that, I stopped eating them for a while. Yeah. And then I went to university and I was eating so badly because... You know, I didn't have anyone looking over me at the time, and I fucked up my digestion. Long story short, then I became non-vegan anymore, and that's where I am today. But, yeah, it's just, I was just listening to these people, like, that. what they were saying was, like, words I from think the Bible. That is a misconception. People, people say they're vegan, mm-hmm. and you kind of automatically assume that they're healthy. Yes. But no. that is not the case, you no, know, it is some not. of the time, because... If you're a vegan, you have to literally account for every vitamin. You have to make sure you're getting this from this food and this from this food. It's so much work. And if you're doing it properly, you need to, yeah, be making sure you're getting everything. It's a lot harder than eating normally because you need to, like, try extra hard to take vitamin B12. And, you know, it's just, it's it's a pain in the ass. It is really hard. <laughs> I did veganuary last year. Okay, nice. And I did enjoy it. Mm. It was, like, a good challenge. Yeah. I also did dry January at the same time, and I just think maybe doing both of those didn't help. But anyway. Um, <laughs> same, wow. I was just miserable Healthy, for all of January. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like you say, I found it so difficult because your whole day basically becomes, it revolves around what you're going to be eating because you have yes. to you have to be monitoring every single thing that you eat yeah and uh, for me that wasn't sustainable but that wasn't a healthy way to be because it was it was too much control and it was too much yes checking and somehow for me calories always came up you okay. know counting calories so that mixed in with the veganism just wasn't a good combination for me but i do know people who are who are vegan and do it right and do it healthily and you know get enough calories and Absolutely. Some people love it. And, yeah. you know, obviously it's like a, it's definitely has to be part of your lifestyle, I think. I don't yes. think you can take something on like that and you kind of be kind of like, 
do it in an ad hoc way. Yeah. You have to be committed. and You do, yeah. And make informed decisions about it. But I do just think it's not for everyone. No. And actually, funny, one of the YouTubers that I used to watch, who was a really, you know, a vegan YouTuber, Stella Ray, she's now not vegan anymore. And she always talks about, like, her old vegan days and stuff and how... You know, she, her videos are really good on this topic because she has, like, lived it and, like, has... Does she give reasons as to why she isn't? Isn't anymore? Yeah. I think kind of similar reasons. Like, I think it just became quite an intense Mm. um, aspect of her life. And I think because she was a YouTuber as well, you know, that plays into it a lot. Um, But yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not actually sure I need to, you know, she probably explains it somewhere. But yeah, she's a really good example of that. Mm. I literally love her so much. She's so honest. And I love, I really do love and like understand veganism. And obviously I'm vegetarian, so I'm kind of like, I couldn't sit here and, and say that I wasn't in support of any of those things because I really, really am. Mm. However, I do think that, that some of these like more extreme lifestyle changes mm-hmm. do also feed into what we're talking about here, which is like that really misconstrued mm-hmm. um sense of self and, and body image and i think whilst it can be portrayed as like live your best life like come be really healthy like yeah join the other side i think in years to come there will probably be so many stories of people who have experienced health problems mm-hmm. because of the restrictions essentially yeah and i think it can also trigger things in the mind for some people who are a mm-hmm. bit more immune to thinking these thought patterns but it can at least for me it can bring up a lot of diet culture um diet culture actions so when you're when you're thinking about your food all the time it makes you think about your food even more in terms of like how much am I eating you know it's just it brings up some bad traits for me and I've just noticed since not being vegan that I'm not as worried about you know quantities and calories and you know all that stuff Mm, mm. so I'm just generally quite concerned about where this movement might might go and you know if this drug is kind of being given the okay on the NHS and stuff for for weight loss purposes like are we going to find it on the black market we you know I'm I'm talking quite like radically here but these are all things that could happen yeah it just feels like as a society we're generally going backwards and it's scary it's really scary. And it's such a shame because there are so many parts of like 90s culture that are so fun. Like the films that came out of the 90s era. Some mm. of those are like some of my favourite films. Yeah. Um, when Harry Met Sally, what a film. Oh my God, iconic. Oh, my favourite <laughs> film. Um, the fashion, like so cool. Yeah. But why can't we have that and just leave the, the toxic part? Yeah. But I guess... But that's what makes me think that they're so tied together. They're so connected. They are. You can't have one without the other. Yeah. So that's why I feel like all these clothes and stuff were made for certain body type because mm. for some reason, yeah, we can't have one and not the other. And I think I was just thinking about like what the equivalent of this is today. And I see so many like what I ate in a day videos and I don't really understand why that is a thing. I know. Because why like I used to literally live off those videos. I would literally watch them all the time. Unless it's someone, I don't know, like, making a recipe. Like, I really enjoyed mm. consuming food content. Yeah. But I don't think it's necessarily helpful for a lot of people. No. I feel like it's also kind of a comparing match. I feel like 
a lot of people at least used to maybe will start doing this again but like kind of lied a little bit about it and was like I only eat this and this and this and like this is how I look this way I just feel like it was kind of like a comparative thing like okay well this one girl looks like this and eats only this if I do that then I'll be her size kind of thing mm. which is not a good way to think no no and also like we said like the gym culture these days um it's it's so interesting because gym culture is like I want to get the gains from like both sides of the party yeah I need to be look good for summer that's what I hear a lot yeah yeah and less of the you know people going to the gym for their mental health and you know because the gym is a great place for that kind of thing yeah but it just feels like the motivation is I'm a huge advocate for exercise Mm. seriously am but yeah I do I do worry about some people's motivations and overtraining like I've had so many stories of people who you know are kind of like in recovery for want of a better term of overtraining people who would like be exercising or going to the gym twice a day because they they wanted a body type that was, is virtually unattainable yeah because yeah. people will will pose in a certain way and i don't know make their waist look slimmer or whatever and then they relax and it was all just a lie yeah but people will go to the gym training to think that that's something that they can achieve i just feel like the mindset has shifted And I just really don't want to go back to a place where drinking a Diet Coke and having a Caesar salad is... What is that? Is that like a... What is that whole thing? I think that maybe like comes from the runway. What is that like? What people eat for like a meal? Yeah, so I don't know, like... This is a really like outdated thing probably, but in my mind I have this, this kind of like memory that catwalk models would I don't know if they were on fashion week or something they would just drink diet coke all day yeah and eat Caesar salads to, to stay thin mm. to stay like catwalk ready wow and on the flip side of this I would say that there are so many brands now that are really kind of like revolutionizing and changing the way that you know they kind of promote what they sell or promote like different body types and stuff um who have i seen recently tala is a really good example they have just come out with a i think it's like 2xs to 2xl size size range nice which is like completely that's like brand new in the industry like no Mm. one is doing that but why is no one doing that is that a what brand kind of brand is it uh it's like an activewear brand okay sustainable activewear Mm. But why is no one else offering this? Because these bodies mm. will exist. Yeah. But again, I think it's that kind of like rhetoric of they don't want it to exist, so mm. they're not producing the clothes to fit those people. Yeah, but all that does is shame them and make yeah. you know it's not any solu- It's not any kind of solution. It's just oh, it's very bad. The fashion industry just needs to bloody realize that like other body shapes exist and are loved and you know desired for sure i don't know how we find a solution out of this or how we kind of yeah as a society come away from this because it scares me how much it affects the youth though you know like heroin chic and 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 these kind of clothes for very thin people tend to be like things i see really young people wearing 
walking down the street. So it's like these people are, are you know, hearing all this stuff. Well, mm-hmm. I guess also because young people, if we're saying young people, how, how young do you mean? I think younger than me, like teens, I'm thinking. Who potentially have quite childlike bodies still. Yeah. So that And want to hold on to them. Maybe. And that is another thing. This has just come to me. Um, some, I think, or maybe I even experienced this myself, like, when you come out the other side of puberty mm-hmm. and you actually have, like, a womanly figure. Yeah. And you have, like, hips that are that are there. Yeah, and big boobs. Yeah, you don't just go straight up and down anymore. I think you go through a period where you, you think you can, like, potentially go back to, like, how you looked when you were much, much younger. Yeah. But your whole body has, like, shifted. Mm-hmm. And, like, your bone structure changes. But that's, like, so normal. And it scares me that what's coming in is, like, childlike bodies. Very childlike. That's creepy. I know. Like, what is that? I know. But I think that maybe is the route we're falling down. I don't even want yeah. to say going down, but, like, falling down. Mm. Um, and it makes me nervous for the youth. Yeah, me too. It's just scary. Like, yes, we all have kind of grown up being a woman. We've all kind of grown up with, like, some toxic habits. But, yeah, there's, they're just not... The fashion industry are not making it any easier. Did you or do you remember the Special K diet? No. Were you in America at this point? Yes. Well, it depends. I was there until I was 14, so... Mm, yeah, you might have just missed it. Okay. Do so you know Special K, the cereal? Yes. Probably when I was around... Probably around that age so maybe it just like had just happened Mm. there was this whole campaign and this whole thing around um special k introduced it where they had an advert i think on the telly oh god and it was you ate two bowls of special k per day in replace of meals and you would drop a dress size really so you would do this for like four weeks maybe um and you would drop a dress size. And that was like a diet. It was like the special K diet. Wait, what? So you'd have breakfast and then like a lunch and then dinner you'd have special... So breakfast... No, so you would have special K, a bowl of special K for breakfast. Okay. And then, I don't know, maybe you'd have like a very light lunch, like Rye Vita. Oh God. With something. <laughs> and then for dinner you'd have another bowl of special K. Oh God, that's so bad. Oh my and God, imagine seriously... going to bed just having a bowl of cereal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can't go to bed unless I've literally, like, been, like, Henry VIII and, like, had, like, a full Me too. meal. I need to go to bed, like, so, like, like full. Like, I don't actually know how to, like, stop eating. I don't think... <laughs> I don't have... You know that, like, receptor in your brain that's, like, you're full? MC, I'm the exact same. I've always been, like, a hoover. It. I've just <laughs> never had any... Yeah. Because <laughs> I would stop eating if I was, like or feeling sick but I just, it takes me a long time to get to that point yeah like I, I do understand feeling full but like yeah I it takes you know a lot to get yeah there. like for some reason I have this thing on every meal I want to be like oh I'm full yeah <laughs> me too well that's why I don't really get like when people say have you heard about the whole like stopping when you're like just satisfied yeah like stop eating when you're just satisfied <laughs> I can't yeah. do that are you joking yeah, because there's still room for something more. Yeah. I need to feel like... I need to, like, rub my belly and feel like, <laughs> you know. Oh, that's so So bad. we would never be able to do that. Well, did you do it? No, no, no. Okay. I never did. But it was... It that's was, scary for young 
So young people were doing it. It was branded all over the cereal boxes. I, I remember how the cereal box looks. It was white, and it had the red the red K on it, mm-hmm. and it had a a woman's like torso, yeah. but the waistline was like such an hourglass. Yeah, like, it really probably went in. photoshopped as well. And she had a tape. Ma- I'm gonna find this photo after we finish recording to see if it matches up for my my memory. You know what? That actually rings a bell. I I feel like I've seen that cereal box. Yeah. Yeah. And she had a tape measure, like a yellow tape measure. Yeah. And yeah, it was a proper thing. But I do know plenty of people who did it. Um, my mum would buy Special K for years, like not necessarily as a direct thing, just from for that, a probably. But yeah, I do think that she bought it thinking that it was like a healthy cereal. Whereas now, I think like most cereals have been deemed to have like so much sugar in them that basically yeah, like a dessert. Yeah, they're basically all really unhealthy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But it really wasn't that long ago that that was a thing. Mm. Um, I don't think we have anything like that now. But maybe we'll look back in a few years and be like, oh my God, can you remember? We did that. I know. I think so. There must be some like, like other than this, what we've been talking about, there must be some like TikTok trends or something on how to lose weight fast right now that we're just like not aware of. And I'm glad that we're not taking part in it or like seeing it or. I know. Oh my God. But it scares me that young people probably are. Mm. Mm. And if it's being endorsed by doctors, that's also a worrying sign to me. Yes. Because people who we should like trust in a medical profession, if they're just endorsing this, like, mm. I don't, are people just not seeing the red flags? I know. No, probably not. Which is scary. I truly, I truly do believe that. Yeah, I do as well. There's been some things that like weren't necessarily made for me in mind, and that I wore, and you know, you just you you rock it. But we do sit here as like people who live in like slim bodies, so also there are probably things that we aren't even, you know, systems that are put in place that we aren't necessarily aware of because we do fit into what is like broadly accepted. Mm. Um. So I can't imagine what it must be like for someone who is like plus size, you know, who who can't find like accessible mm-hmm. clothing. And in twenty twenty three, like seriously, it's I still know. a problem. That's why it's scary that we're going backwards. Like, we we kind of made progress there for a little bit, and now we're like going backwards. Mm. Yeah, it's um pretty terrifying. Yeah. I don't know why I just did like a, a weird... <laughs> a little ratatouille <laughs> accent. Oh, you want to see my French? I can do my French. <laughs> <laughs> but um, maybe that'll... Uh, maybe that's it for today, Han. Yeah. We did go... We did dig deep there. You know? I don't have any answers. I, I wish I had like a resolution to this. You know what? Just at everybody, let's just agree not to give this any power, this whole trend. You know... I hope what my hope is that it doesn't trickle down from so right now I guess it's happening you know like in the celebrity world Mm -hmm. but I really hope this doesn't trickle down and become accessible to more people yeah because I can only see bad repercussions coming from this yeah um unless they dramatically change the science but I still think it's such an unhealthy approach Mm. you know like if you're going to the doctors and you're because you're concerned about your health in that way the solution shouldn't be i'll give you a miracle drug Mm. no because there is no miracle 
No. You know, you're born with a body shape and you should love that body shape and not, you know, body take medications to try and get to another one. Couldn't agree more, Hannah. Yeah. Well, on that note. Yeah. Thanks everybody for listening. Hope you're having a lovely week. Yeah. And, uh, love your body. Self-love. Mm-hmm. That's all I can preach. Yeah. And we'll see you next week for episode four. (laughs) And then after that, it'll be episode five. (laughs) We know how to count. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Young and Struggling. I've been MC. I've been Hannah. See you next week for more fun and tales of woe. And some more juicy goss. Don't forget to subscribe on all various platforms and leave us a review let us know what you think only if it's nice though yeah no bully